Good day to you. This is Pastor Greg Proctor of Victory Worship Center. What a blessing it is for you now to be able to come together in this study series from the pastor's desk that originates from my devotional time that I have with the Lord each morning. It's such a blessing that I can share uh, these verses of scripture and these thoughts, this direction and correction that the Lord brings into my own life with you. The Lord is desiring his church body to grow closer and closer to him, to become more intimate. And as you and I spend time uh, in devotion with him, that's exactly what happens. And so I want to share with you this morning, uh, the title of this devotion is Tribulation, Then the Kingdom. Tribulation, Then the Kingdom. And uh, as I was looking and thinking about the very things that the Holy Spirit was bringing up in my spirit during this devotion time, uh, I, I, I saw these trees, and, and these trees were so close together uh, that it would take great effort to be able to, uh, you'd have to, you know, take your time to step between the trees and and uh, work your way through them to get to the other side. And it has brought my mind back to a time when I was a little boy and I used to go uh, out in the woods with my grandpa. And there'd be times that we would get into situations where uh, there would be many briars, uh, there'd be a lot of undergrowth under the, the trees and so forth and uh, different vines. And it would take great effort to work our way through that. And as I was thinking about that as a child, uh, my grandfather would try to lead me uh, the best way that would be the easiest for me where I could have success to be able to go where he would have me to go. And as I was thinking about that, that's exactly the way it is in our life. Because see, We'll talk about it in just a minute, but Acts 14.22 tells us that we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. Much tribulation. So when we look at people's lives, if we're not careful, uh, from the outside, we look at uh, people's lives and we may form an opinion about them and we may even come to a conclusion how easy they have certain things. And if we're not very careful, we do that to justify ourselves and our current state of life, if you would. But that's not fair, nor is it scriptural. Because Jesus taught us in the Gospel of John, uh, chapter 7, verse 24, the Word of God says, Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. The New Living Translation says, Look beneath the surface. So you can judge correctly. See, you and I, a lot of things look a lot of ways. And we may look at people's lives and we may think that they uh, never have any trouble. They never have any trials. That uh, that you don't understand how they can have it so easy. And maybe uh, you feel like that you're having it so hard. But nothing externally is exactly as what it seems. See, in the book of Philippians chapter 2, you can read about how the Lord Jesus Christ, how he, he emptied himself out for us, and then he fought every battle that you and I would ever encounter, and he won. See, it tells us in verse number seven in Philippians chapter two, but 
Jesus made of himself no reputation. Uh, and he took upon himself the form of a servant, and he was made in the likeness of men. Uh, that no reputation uh, is a Greek word which simply means to make empty, to abase. He emptied himself for us, and then he was in all points tempted as you and I, yet he overcome all of that temptation. He won. He encountered all types, all shapes of tribulation to the point of giving his life, and then he entered in to the kingdom of God triumphantly. He, he, right now, he's sat down on the right hand of the Father, and he done that for you and I. He has paved the way. He is the open door to heaven for you and I. And so he went through all of that for us, and we've got to see and understand that we're going to have to go through some things, some tribulation, but then we have the kingdom. And we have uh, it as a possibility where if Jesus hadn't done what he did, we would have no hope. No possibility whatsoever. So what the Holy Spirit would want to impart to you today, and I'm so thankful and so grateful that the Spirit of God has brought you to this podcast, I want to encourage you, don't lose heart. Right now, as you're listening to this podcast, you may be going through all sorts of various trials. You may feel alone. You may have all sorts of questions that are going uh, through your mind. But once again, the Holy Spirit has led you to this devotion to give you encouragement, to give you strength. So have an open mind, and in the name of Jesus, steal your mind, steal your body, and listen by the Spirit of God in your spirit, and let's see what, uh, by the unction of the Holy Spirit, what the Apostle Paul taught us. Let's reread that verse. Acts chapter 14, verse 22 says, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith. Now, if he is exhorting us to continue in the faith, then there's a great chance that you and I could fall away from the faith. Well, actually, we know what the Word of God says, that in the last days, there's going to be a great falling away. Well, you had to be in the faith to fall away from the faith. So he's exhorting us, and, and what is this exhortation? What does it entail? What is the truth that is being presented? That we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. Much. Not a little bit, but a, a mega amount of tribulation is what we're going to have to go through before we come into that promise. Listen to it in the New Living Translation where they strengthen the believers, they encourage them to continue in the faith, reminding them that we must suffer many hardships to enter into the kingdom of God. You're going to go through a lot of things, but don't focus on this moment. Don't focus on the temporal. Focus on what Jesus has done. He has made that open door for you and I, and we have things that eye has not seen, ear has not heard. It has to be revealed by the Spirit that's in store for us, those who love the Lord, that it's going to be there for you and I in the kingdom. The kingdom is the King, the Lord Jesus Christ, and His dominion. It's waiting on us. So if the, strength, uh, if the saints at the time of this writing, knowing that it would be for them but also for us today, if they in Paul's time needed to be strengthened, 
then we need to know that in the last days when that falling away was going to be taking place, that we need to be strengthened. And so we need a word from the Lord by his Holy Spirit, just as they did, to strengthen ourselves. The devil does not want the believer to keep walking through the door, through Jesus Christ, as we draw near to him. Because the Bible tells us as we draw near to the Lord, as we draw nigh unto God, he draws nigh unto us. And as we do that, we enter into the part of his revealed kingdom for us to walk in. Remember, uh, Jesus revealed to us in the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 17, verse 21, Neither shall they say, Lo here, or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Come on, make that decree. Make that statement. The kingdom of God. I am blood-bought. I am blood-washed. I am saved because of Jesus Christ. So the kingdom of God is within me. Oh, the devil doesn't want you to say that. He doesn't want me to say that because when I realize then this tribulation that I'm going through, these temptation, these trials, they have to do with the flesh. They have to do with the soul. But my spirit is in the kingdom. And so I'm going to go through these things, but I have to see that my source, my origin is in Jesus from the kingdom. Let me read it to you in the New Living Translation. Uh, he said, you won't be able to say, here it is, talking about the kingdom, or it's over there. For the kingdom of God is already among you, meaning in you. Isn't that a promise? See, the word of God, the Bible, is progressive information. The word does not change, but you and I, we are changed as we grow by the word. Now, praise the Lord for the eternity and our hope of heaven, this heaven experience. Uh, but now you and I, we have a job to do. We have a role to play to add people to and in his kingdom. His kingdom is his family. Now, all of that means that you and I, we are a threat to the devil, to the devil's plan. So he has a desire, and his desire, the scripture tells us, is to wear out the saints, to change times and customs. And so we've got to be in the place where we're continually feeding on the word of God, where we, as we go through these tribulations, that we don't get wore out. Turn with me to the great book of Revelation. In Revelation chapter 1, Verse number nine, uh, I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation. Highlight that in your mind's eye, underline it in your Bible. John said he was a companion in the tribulation, in our tribulation. I, John, who also am a brother and a companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and in patience of Jesus Christ, who was in the isle that is called Patmos. For the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Let me read it to you in the New Living. I, John, am your brother and your partner in suffering and in God's kingdom and in patient endurance to which God calls us. I was exiled to the island of Patmos for preaching the word of God and for my testimony about Jesus. In other words, John's, John's saying, listen, I know all about suffering. I know all about uh having to be patient, having to endure, having to go through tribulation. Uh, history tells us, tradition tells us that John the Beloved, that he was boiled in oil. 
They were trying to kill him. They couldn't kill him. So they have to put him on this rock. And on this rock island of Patmos, this is where he gets the revelation of the very uh, fulfillment of all the plan and the will of God. Isn't that amazing? So he knew what he was talking about. He was a companion in that. So you and I, we have to see that we're going to, through much tribulation, we're going to go through those things. But our greatest tribulation, I want you to see this from John the Revelator. Our greatest tribulation will bring God's greatest revelation. Now that's something that you need to write on the table of your heart. Our greatest tribulation will bring God's greatest revelation. The Apostle John, John the Beloved, John the Revelator, would never have the opportunity to pen the book of Revelation unless he first went through this tribulation. Isn't that amazing? So let's take note of this truth. Right here, this is important. This is what John is brought to us by the unction of the Spirit of the living God. He said he was our brother. He said he was our partner in the kingdom, but first in tribulation. Notice that he mentions tribulation before he mentions kingdom. And, and so we've, we've got to see that all of the Word of God lines up together. And then he talks about patience. Everything that you've been through and everything that you will be going through is orchestrated by the devil to keep you out of the king and out of his dominion. Kingdom. The king and his dominion. But as we feed on the Lord Jesus and we live in and from his victory, it changes everything. What do we need to know? We need to remind ourselves of what the Gospel of John chapter 16 verse 33 says. These things have I spoken unto you. This is the Lord Jesus teaching us. He says, these things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. No doubt about it. The strongest affirmation in the English language that you and I can have, ye shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Don't you love that? Now, the New Living Translation says, I have told you all of this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Oh, what a promise. We have to feed our faith. We have to renew our minds in and from the word of God where we will not grow faint. Remember, the Word of God tells us Jesus has prayed for us and He is praying for us. We'll document that from the Word of God. So we must take heart from Him and Him alone and not lose heart as we go through these trials, these struggles, this tribulation. Look at John chapter 17. We, just, we were in John 16. John 17, let's read verses 15 and 16. Jesus says, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but thou shouldest keep them from the evil. Verse 16. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Maybe it's a little clearer in the New Living Translation. Jesus said, I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Of course not. So here Jesus is praying. 
He's praying to the Father. Yes, for those 11 right there, but he's praying for us. And we can gain more insight to that. Turn with me to the uh, to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 7. Let's read verse 25. Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. It's Jesus' life. It's his heart, his desire to pray to God the Father, to intercede for you and I. When you intercede for somebody, that means that you put yourself in between that person and the devil, that person in the trial, that person in the trouble, that person in the tribulation. Listen to the New Living Translation. Therefore, he is able once and forever to save those who come to God through him. He lives forever to intercede with God on their behalf. Wow. That's your Lord. That's your Savior. That's the one who emptied himself out and was in all points tempted, yet without sin, so that you and I could have a place of victory, that we could have a place in the kingdom when we place our faith in him. Now, this is... uh, what the Apostle Paul is telling us, along with uh, the Apostle John, let's see what Peter had to say. See, Peter, he, he reminded us of a great truth. Open up your Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 1 and look at verse number 7. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse number 7 says that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found into praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. So what did Peter remind us? He said the trying of our faith is more precious than gold. So you're going to go through tribulation. You're going to go through trials. Even James. James, he wanted us to to get an understanding. In James chapter 1, Verse number three, he said, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. So we've got all of the major characters teaching us in and from the word of God uh, that we're going to go through trials. We're going to go through struggles and tribulations. And and, uh, it's more precious than gold. The trying of your faith works patience that we've got Jesus praying for us. The Apostle Paul, we could go back, we won't take time, but you can you, you can look at his writings in, in Romans chapter 5. And, and he tells us that those trials that we go through, that, that they uh, they work tribulation. Yes, they, 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 they work tribulation in our life, but the tribulation works patience. And that patience experience and that experience hope and, and all of those things. So yes, you're going to go through trials. You're going to go through tribulations. And it may seem like some people don't go through the same thing that you do. But remember, you have your own anointing. You have your own gifting. You have your own call. And the devil is going to attack you according to your gifting, according to your calling, according to the level of anointing that is in your life. So don't be discouraged. Don't lose heart. 
I'm so thankful that the Lord has brought us together at this moment of time for you to receive an encouraging word. Let's close in prayer with a decree. Father God, in Jesus' name, praise you for the victory of your Son, Jesus Christ. Help me to see him in my everyday life, bringing you glory. Correct me in love. Strengthen me by your word being worked out of my life as your Holy Spirit brings revelation. I decree each day I am entering into more of your kingdom. I am releasing more of your authority. I am walking in more of your will in my life, in this world, in Jesus' name. Let the truth just strengthen you right now. Remember, God's word, God's word will change your life.